Well, you know um, who else like, ran around and gave, gave people fits today? Yeah. Leonard Floyd. He thought he was playing the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about uh, how about our guys? I guess maybe we should, want, should we do an intro? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Is, let's let's. Um... This, is, this is Robbo with uh, with Joey, the Joey the jerk, cat daddy. But we're missing our third our third leg of the tripod, Joe. So three underscore three K three K underscore is not here because at three you know, at three K underscore Joe is away in Texas, probably sleeping right now because it's eleven sixteen PM. It's nine sixteen on the West Coast, and you're listening to the Los Angeles Rams podcast, a Los Angeles Rams podcast, and at Seattle Rams is also known as Robbo, and I'm Joey the Jerk at LA Rams Rams Rams, and here we are. A full day of NFL football has been completed. One thing I noticed about today, Robbo, is that the morning games were um, not as plentiful as they'd be because of the, the bye week and other things. But there's only, right. counting on one hand, four games in the morning. Yeah, there was, there was a huge slate in the afternoon, which is usually pretty odd, right? Most of the games happen back the other way around. I think like last week, actually, or the week before, there was only like two afternoon games. Mm-hmm. But I actually got up know, this morning and went out and raked leaves. I'm like, it's not, it took it. I have uh, every other week with our trash here, it's one week is recycling and the next week is yard waste. And so it's a yard wake beast. And I've got leaves all over my yard. I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of this early morning lull and go rake leaves yep. uh, before the Rams game. And so I went and took, took care of that, came back in and finished watching right. the Bucks, Bucks and, Panthers and game. I mean, woof, Houston, Cleveland. Yeah, it was close, yeah. but 10-7. Yowza. And I don't care what the score is for Philadelphia and New York Giants. Um, I don't want to watch the NFC East at all. Like, same thing, Washington against the Lions. That was a close game, but, like, barf. Um, I can never really watch the Jacksonville Jaguars if I don't have to. Yeah. I don't. Other than if you want a scouting report, like the next less need trade, right, who, sure. who are we getting from the drags next year with, with what our, you know, our first round pick? Right. Yep. It's, why would you watch them? I know. I know. And then, and then our, um, our brothers in Los Angeles, the battle for Los Angeles, those chargers, man, they can't, they can't win a close game. They always, they, they find a way up. to boot it. Yeah. Uh, poor Herb. And, and and the Chargers, but nobody in this, nobody in our audience really cares or feels bad for for the Chargers, the renters, the the out of town guests who are now making home at SoFi. It's it's about the four and SoFi Rams. It's about it's about the team we just we love to talk about, which is why we're doing this. It's 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 uh, how would you feel coming to this game? What was your what was your honest like? All right, you know the history, you know how they play. Oh, were you feeling good about it or were you nervous? I was feeling. I know this sounds is going to sound like bullshit, but I felt pretty good going in because mm-hmm. the it was such a letdown with the Dolphins game. But the Dolphins have been playing really well. We had this bye week. We're playing at home, which we haven't lost a game, which you bring up often, as you should. So it felt a little bit like the wind was at their back because. If they lost or they got really beat bad, you just say, all right, you know what? They're they're toast this year, but this year sucks. And you could just be like, ah, they're like the Niners. They're just, they're, they're donezo. 
And then we just kind of count off the rest of the games. But I was like, I don't know. This team has a lot more fight in them. And when you really read about the Rams, their defense is really has become the the front line narrative. Mm-hmm. As it should. And they're good. And seeing that the the Seahawks were not going to have Chris Carson or their other dude that they play running back. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Carlos Hyde. Yep. I always forget that guy because he's like I can never remember he's for, what team he's, he's on. He's forgettable, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he yeah, plays yeah. for the Colts, he plays for the Niners, he plays for I don't know fucking what team this guy plays for. He's anymore. a younger he's version of Frank Gore. He just kind of plays with everybody. Yeah. He's he works right. as so that being said, it just felt like there's all these holes that the Seahawks had, even though they kind of have this impressive record and Russell Wilson's playing out of his head. But besides Russell Wilson, it just felt like they had some aspects to the team that made them beatable. Yeah, you know, does that mean that entire other side of the ball that is the worst in NFL history? <laughs> They're bad. I mean, I want to put an asterisk on those guys. Uh, I guess I'll back up real quick. My my thought going to the game was um, I was a little apprehensive. I thought, okay, because we've booted a couple and we've come back and made them close. Every game they've lost, they could have won, right? They, they had a chance until we missed a field goal against the 49ers and that was over. Or uh, the Dolphins, we had a chance with 49ers. We had a chance that we came back against the Bills. But you know, they lost some close games. But I was – as good as their defense has played – I was I'm I'm looking at the competition they played in and let's not be around the bush. We just talked about how we don't want to watch any NFC East team really play right now and they've beaten up on them and they lost two to AFC East teams and they've had a couple other games in there. So I'm just like I was not really sure this was kind of my litmus test. If they could shut down this number one ranked offense, uh and they did, I'm I'm gonna start believing in them. And I think we should talk about Darius Williams. So what did you think about his play this week? Yeah, Darius, I thought he played well. I thought the whole secondary played really well. Um, Darius with those two interceptions, two timely interceptions. Uh, the the second one was an incredibly athletic move, uh, just jumping Russell Wilson. And Seahawks, I follow a lot of CX people on Twitter. They were losing their mind at his two decisions today, that one and the first one. Uh, because if you remember the first one, he had room to run, and he pulled up and threw it. Uh, it just was ill-advised, not not very smart. And I've seen a lot, so a lot of the, the feedback coming back is that their defense is so bad that he's pressing because he knows he has to make plays and score 30 points to win. Uh, whatever it was, they really had the answer for the Seahawks today, and that defensive as a whole was incredible. Yeah. Now, as far as if you just look at the yards that they put out, it was com- comparable to what the Rams did. You know, they had mm-hmm. 333 yards, the Seahawks did total. So passing was you know, 220, and they they rushed the ball fine. I mean, 113 yards, it's nothing to sneeze at. And 60 of which was Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was it was interesting. When we just talk about the offense of the Seahawks and what the Rams did on defense, it wasn't a total shutdown, but the leading rusher was Russell Wilson for 60 yards. As long as it was a 15-yarder, but then they had, you know, it was just basically... Uh, Collins that ran for 43 yards. And um, I mean, Alex Collins was next man up, right? I mean, that guy didn't right. have a job a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Was so we guy. had that impressive run early on where you started to think, oh man, this game's going to be, you know, 42 to 40 something. You know what I mean? Right. And it didn't end up being like that. And one of the things too is that they couldn't get Metcalf 
you know, hooked up into the game early on. I mean, that guy is so is so ridiculous. And he's the type of guy, if you look at DK Metcalf, he kind of looks like a character that you would create on Madden, but you give him like <laughs> crazy stuff. Like he's like six foot nine, so he's all stretched out and big and weird, and he doesn't fit in with all the other players on the game. You, Similar to like remember if a few you years ago when Fox used to use like those those robots, those like cartoon robots for their like yes, NFL. He looks, That's DK Metcalf. Yeah, exactly. It's also like if you watch like a junior high like basketball game, there's like one kid who has the growth spurt, he's like six foot three, and the kid's like <laughs> right. five foot seven. Yeah, exactly. And he has that build, right? He just doesn't look like he does he looks more like a tight end, but he has that wide receiver speed, so he's exciting to watch. But fortunately for the Rams, we have Jalen Ramsey. Jalen was up to the task. He was fantastic. Jalen Ramsey. Our buddy Sosa Sosa had a nice tweet about that today. Uh, I think shortly after the game, he said, if you wonder why you trade two first-round picks and and sign a guy like that to a contract, watch what he did to DK Metcalf, who was the the darling of the NFL coming into this game. That's shut down. I think... I think uh, Sky even like put out a picture for us about putting him on 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 uh, Jalen Island. That is why you make those kind of moves, and it 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 was it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch, and also what was very just, I think, great about Jalen's presence on the team is that he really does act like a mentor to these other players. Mm-hmm. He had. Darius Williams back even at the end of the game, like he was talking about how he's proud of him and how he thinks he should be a household name. Feels like he really champions the other players on the team. He's just a true leader. And the guy does have a chip on his shoulder. There's an edge to him. Like he's a little bit of like, you know, there's a like nastiness to the way he plays, which I like think that. is great. Yeah. Because you don't want a bunch of nice guys on your defense. And there's something That's about Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he's what just nice a superstar. Yeah. Yep. And I think it's really smart. To and also like duh, but to really focus the defense when you're planning it on one guy in the defensive line, Aaron Donald, and one guy in the secondary, Jalen Ramsey. Those are your two big, huge ass superstars, and then you build everybody around them, and then you draft smart, and you get guys like Jordan Fuller, you get guys like Darius Williams, and then you you develop Troy Hill, and then you also have guys like. You know, then you Michael sign Kaiser. guys like Leonard Floyd. Yeah. And then while you're doing that, you hope that you can upgrade positions like Sebastian Joseph Day and Samson Ebukam and Micah Kaiser and Kenny Young. There's a lot of guys that you need to upgrade if you really want to have a perfect defense. But no one has a perfect defense. You know, we always talk about, oh, man, look, we got to find someone better than Micah Kaiser. We got to find someone better than this. Well, every team has that situation. Sure. But this we're not building an all pro team, right? It's just with the salary cap and everything. There's no way that we're at you know at all times going to have eleven players that have no flaws. When the Patriots are winning six Super Bowls, I guarantee their fan base is complaining about a couple of like there are guys who we got we got to get this guy. This this guy's a bum. He's got to go. They're winning Super Bowls. Every fan base has the guys that they want to get rid of. Right now, do we want to get rid of a kicker? Is there a kicker that we want to replace again? Do we want Sam Sloman back? Because Cobra Kai is proven to be not the guy. There's a reason no. why he was unemployed and sitting around doing nothing. 
Yes, yes. <gasps> that move of not signing Greg Zerline has, has proven to be a mm. much scrutinized decision. And I'm not saying that he's worth the money and that they should have done it. But you know what? When you make a decision like that, you need some luck on your side and you need the guy that you draft to come in and, and save your ass. You know what I mean? And they should have drafted the dude. Both guys. Average. They could have got the yeah. guy from the um, – what's that guy's name who went to Georgia, the kicker who now plays for the Colts? He he was available. I don't and even we know. we would be having this conversation. We would have a kicker if we drafted him. Yeah, you know? I think I think you're right. That's that's the move of the offseason right now. Um, Zerline is making a quarter of what they brought Michael Brockers back for. He's only making like 2.5 million this year, and Brockers is making 11. Um, now I well, love Michael Brockers, but and, uh, part of it was also yeah, and part of it was probably you know Bones leaving and and, and Zerline wanting to play with. Him. I mean, there's they can't control if some someone wants to go, and we don't know what the negotiations were like. But as you mentioned. It's the it's one of the big things that we're going to scrutinize all year long. It's just going to be something that's going to be a topic of conversation until they find someone who can make the routine. Missing extra points, missing you know thirty something yard field goals is not going to get it done. If you're San Sloman, if you're Kai Forbath, if you're uh, Hiram uh, Hiram uh, Lira, what was his name? Liram Hiralahu. Doesn't matter who it is. You've got to find a guy who can hit the mundane, who can hit the everyday shot. You don't need the guy. Well, it would be nice, but you don't. You don't have to have a guy who's hitting sixty-one yard field goals at the end of the first half to, uh, you know, to to wow you. This offense, they need a guy who can hit, you know, forty and in. That's what they need. They don't have that. They don't have a guy who can hit extra points. It's going to be something that I think Rams fans are going to be complaining about all year long. Um, and then the next one that people will be complaining about all year, year long is our boy Oliw. Do we need to like? have a, a, a like a vigil for him and 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 maybe channel some 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 good feelings for him because all aw we i think joe's talked about this for a couple of years the health of the team is a huge bonus for this team they've been super healthy and the one that he's really harped on is how fortunate they've been to have their 38 almost 39 year old left tackle be healthy for as long as he has and he got a you know it wasn't because he was unathletic or he was out of shape that was one of those plays that happened all the time in the NFL, he gets whipped from the side, and down he goes. And then now we're going to have to watch what happens with Joseph Nopu. Yeah, let's talk about that. So we had two major injuries in the game. Andrew Whitworth carted off with a torn MCL and a damaged PCL. He's going right. to go on the EIR. So what does that mean? Well, just from reading out what doctors are saying, is that it's not as bad as a torn ACL. Right, so there's still Correct. a chance that he could possibly return six weeks, possibly that there's a chance that he could return for the playoffs, but I don't think that is with his age and everything the big dude, I'm not holding my breath, so it seemed like the way that he was acting when he got carted off in the field and the way he was just emotional mm -hmm. about it and the way the players were reacting it kind of felt like that was his last snap in the nfl absolutely and he probably you know we're not we're not highly tuned athletes we we're not those guys who know but when you i'm sure when you get a moment like that you probably are thinking it's your acl at the at the time of the injury and at 40 years old is he going to come back from that the good news is is like you said he's an mcl and a pcl and i saw that he's going to get a second opinion but that as joe pointed out in our slack channel today that 
would pave the way for him to come back next year if they wanted to do that. He's still on a, a contract for next year. So they could actually kick that can down the road again. And at HDL, he's probably done. But this is an injury he could probably come back from. Right. Because because his, his tibia is intact. So Yeah, you like your tibia to be intact if you're a left tackle. Right. But, you know, so our, our boy, Joseph Noteboom, came in and... He played fine. I don't. It, it wasn't a glaring I hole. Love, I don't love him at left tackle, but that's what we drafted him. I mean, he was kind of the heir apparent to Andrew Whitworth, and it hasn't been a smooth. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you <laughs> want to call it, but the development of Joseph Noteboom has has been rocky, to say the least. Absolutely. As as a guard, at left tackle, yeah, other than like exactly. a couple of plays, as a guard. But, He's always he didn't stand out in the second half as a guy who we thought, oh no, it's note boom and we're in trouble. I didn't I didn't see anything negative from him where I just thought, oh no, here we go, here here it goes. That might happen next week when we're going to play Tampa Bay Monday night. But this game he held up and that was fine. We have to this is gonna be it's gonna be something we'll watch as the season goes. How well, teams we also had that. David Edwards who went down with an injury as well. Right, that was and the one I really held my breath on. I mean, it was. It was it was it was a rough slew of injuries to the Rams, but Darius Williams also went down at the end of the game after making that amazing well. tip. And, and Kai Forbath had an ankle injury. They were going to have to use Johnny Hecker as a kicker. He's right. like, he had one NFL kick in his career. He was on the sidelines kicking field goals, and we're like, "What's going on? This is getting comical." But didn't come and in. Tyler Rapp, Taylor Rapp went down as well. Yeah, and Taylor so, Rapp has just really had himself a disappointing season. Yeah, he, he started off really slow. In the last couple of weeks, he started to make a couple of plays. He and Troy Hill teamed up for turnovers in back-to-back weeks. Um, but yeah, he was responsible for the early touchdown, that 15-yard touchdown run. He over-pursued, and then they cut back behind him, and it, you know he fell down, and he might have hurt himself in that play. I don't remember, because uh, we didn't see him much after that. But just... He hasn't had the year we hoped he would have had after last year. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, thank, thank goodness for the emergence of Jordan Fuller and Darius Williams because having those two interceptions by Darius Williams, and you say, okay, one was m- more of a mistake on Russell Wilson's part and less of the um, the talent in, you know. Still a great play, though. But regardless – we needed some turnovers, and there he was. Same thing with Leonard Floyd. We needed some pressure on the quarterback, and there he was. So the headlines, I think, are those two guys, Darius Williams and Leonard Floyd, on the defense. Rotating in on the other side of the field, what did you think about the way the offense played? I would, I'm going to hold my criticism about not running the football enough because of who they were playing. If you looked at the Buffalo Bills when they played the Seahawks last week, I think they had something like five rushing attempts the entire game. They said, screw it, we're going to attack this defense through the air because that's where they're terrible at. They were down their two starting corners. Jamal Adams was obviously not healthy. Uh, so I, was, I wasn't going to complain about them not running the ball. And they did. I mean, towards in the second half, they, they milked the clock. They didn't, they didn't uh, get the four-minute offense out there, but they did enough to, to win the game. They still had 100 yards rushing. Yeah, and they're, and they're you know they had what three rushing touchdowns. 
uh, Hendu and Malcolm and Malcolm Brown had three uh, uh, between the two of them. Uh, so they were running when they had to, but I, I was, uh, I yeah, think Goff the biggest complaint I had, five rushes. <laughs> Giraffe mode got himself a big first down. My biggest complaint, I think about the offense was I, I complained to Goff and about Goff was his the timing in his head. It just, that clock isn't fast enough. He is holding the ball. He had a strip uh, sack fumble again this week. It, they bailed him out with the with the turnover to turn it right back over, but that was a big play because at that point the Seahawks could have come back and and really made this thing closer, and it was still early in the game. Um, Darius Williams turned the turn him over again, and so it didn't hurt us. But later in the game again, he's holding the ball, holding the ball. He needs to get the ball out. Don't take bad sacks. It's okay to throw it away. And if you, I don't know if you heard McVay talk after the game, he was harping on about. He is not happy with where the offense is right now. He he knows they need to be better. So they know it internally. It's something they'll keep working on. But I think that's my only complaint was that Goff needs to speed that clock up in his head. He did. But were you surprised? Or you were you you're a Goff guy? Were you happy with how he responded to pressure in this game? He was much better than he was against the Dolphins. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and it wasn't like he was throwing the ball more than he has the other games of the season. He had thirty-seven passing attempts. I mean, for Goff, I mean that's actually on the lower side of things. I mean, a couple games ago, he was throwing right. what like fifty times or something like that. Sixty-one attempts against the Dolphins. And you know, with the rushes, they had twenty-nine rushing attempts versus the Seahawks, who had twenty-two. But I feel like what I want the Rams to be like now is like a 1990s Nebraska Cornhusker team. I wanted to just <laughs> run version. the ball and just be like stalwarts on the defense. I just wanted to be like a meat and potatoes team. And I know that isn't maybe the style that they drew up when they're like, we're going to put them in SoFi and give them these fancy uniforms. And they're going to be flashy, the greatest show on surf. Well, you know what? Yeah. We don't have that right now. We kind of do. But I really feel like the natural vibe of this team, when you strip away all the bullshit, is their running team. And then they're also... They can run. They're going to kick your ass on defense. And I think that's the identity of the team. You could try to dress them up and say they're this pass attack team and they're going to throw the deep ball, but they don't. They got rid of Brandon Cooks. They got rid of Sammy Watkins. And they just don't have it yet. Maybe Van Jefferson could, could do a, that. And, yeah, and, and they're Josh a short to mid-range team. Really good game. I mean, if you look at what Josh Reynolds did, it was good. But again, he, I think the wide receivers are all good, but they all kind of do the same thing a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, because they don't have that Reynolds, guy. You know, Reynolds is bigger, is a bigger target, but Higby and Cup are kind of doing the same thing. They're good. I mean, it's just a bunch of targets, which is great. I still feel like Everett Young Gerald just doesn't fit with the team. He's a talented guy. I just I just don't think there's room for him in the scheme. It just feels like they have to kind of force him in there. But mm. Cam Akers, let's just talk about the run game for a second. He had 10 rushes, the most of any of the running backs. Malcolm Brown had six. Daryl Henderson had seven. Robin Woods had one. But Akers was flashy at times, but it felt like uh, several of those runs he just got just 
slammed in the face and knocked down for like a loss. Not his fault. Happened yeah. Anderson a couple times too. Do you think that's his fault, or do you think that's just you know he just happened? They just you happened know to you know, run blood. I don't blame anybody for it, but I will tell you what that does is I think that is almost like like when a smoker is trying to quit smoking and they have like a little patch, <laughs> like, like a bug. Like, like I think McVeigh is standing there on the sideline. Yes. And there's that <laughs> loss for two yards, and he just kind of gets that little like, gzz, gzz, and he goes pass the ball, got to pass the ball. He loses faith in the run game when that happens. He he never goes, oh, that was a bad run play, let's run it again. Oh, let's that's run, again. run again. He never does that. So he never saying, has three run games, three runs in a row. Negative, negative rushing pl- uh, plays. Nicky spits out his Nicorette and decides he's gonna just chain smoke. Oh, I'm just going. Him, like, let him on like, I'm sorry, man. I was a bad guy. I gotta gotta get back together. I'll be a better dude. It's like, no, buddy. Like, uh, fucking stick to it, dude. <laughs> you got these horses in the backfield, and you're just like, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll have Goff throw it seven yards, which is fine. That can work, and it has worked. But when these guys get get going, man, like. Henderson is a beast. I want to see him with more than seven carries. Seven carries right. sucks. You can't get going. You want touches. one of these guys to just be the guy and give him 25 touches and let's go. Yeah, let's fucking do this. Can maker. Just give it to Henderson. He's really yeah. good. But even 10 carries isn't enough to get going. I mean, maybe it can be if like you have the right game and everything. But again, they're playing with house money tonight because today they, they always <laughs> essentially had the lead, right? I think at no at some point they were right. down. The first quarter they were down by three. They were down ten ten three. Yeah. Was, right. Uh-huh. Uh seven three. Seven three. Yeah. We we had a field goal, they came and got a touchdown. And then we went back and got a touchdown. So it was seven three for a little while. Right. But we ended the first quarter yep. with ten points and they had seven. Put a little put a little bow on this thing and wrap it up as the uh as as the team gets ready to head into Monday night football and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, well, that's a team I don't want to play right now. They're like a bad poker player, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if you feel like every week they're a different thing, you don't, do they have a hand? Do they not have a hand? Is Tom Brady too old or is he still the GOAT? I don't fucking know anymore. That team's confusing. Get them away from me. Yeah, AB hasn't really been around and, and for football for a year and he comes back and hasn't been great. And so watch him try to go off against us. We don't need that noise. We don't need it. I, I don't like that. I don't like playing against that defense. I felt like when we played them last season, Shaq Barrett, that guy, that guy's, that guy's good. I don't, I don't like them. Shaq Barrett <laughs> against Joseph Nopu. Let's not even think about that tonight. We have a big. We're in first place. Let's not think about tomorrow. Today, let's think about today. Today. Okay, so are we in first place though? Because the well, Arizona Cardinals Astrid. are they're 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 under they're two and zero in the NFC West. So right, they have a better divisional. Record by right. uh, and so we're technically we're technically two since the Seahawks. I mean, they're not that much further down on three, but since since we beat them, that that kind of helps us out. You know, if, if this was divvying up a playoff spot, there's a lot more football to be played. So it's going to be interesting to see how this division shapes up. I think right, we can cause... safely say that the San Francisco 49ers are going to be the fourth ranked team in the division. Which is good for all of us, right? We have no one. No one really cares about them except for them. So that's good. They should be fourth always. The sea, the the Cardinals 
had a fantastic ending to the game with the Buffalo Bills. I thought that they were going to lose, and they had this Hail Mary from Kyler Murray to um, DeAndre That Hopkins. was unreal. And, man, I also don't want to play the Arizona Cardinals, which we have to do two times this season. We get them after the Bucks, right? I mean, yeah. So, but we also get to play the Ours Jets. The we haven't played them yet. So, we have... We have we we have at least we're going to be seven wins. We'll at least be seven and nine. <laughs> the good news is that the Bucks trip we have coming up is the last time we cross Mississippi. We don't have to travel again after that. it's just West Coast stuff after this. So we got all that stuff out of the way. We have no East Coast travel in November and December. No snow games. So we've got that to look forward to. It's just it's just West Coast loving. Which is uh, my. Uh... Mantra in life, Robbo. West Coast love. <laughs> uh. Here we but, go. All right, fam. Let's, let's put a bow on this thing. Final thoughts on Ram Seahawks, uh injuries, anything you anything you have, any final thought on uh, on on what we have to wrap up a LARP. Well, you know what? Obviously, just the dummy narratives, if you're just not paying attention, are obviously losing Andrew Whitworth to an injury. The emergence of Darius Williams, those are the clean takeaway handles that you can walk away from and go, mm, that's what happened with that game. But to me, I really feel like the running game is something that I keep thinking about with this team because they show flashes of brilliance, but somehow they just can't fit into McVay's game plan. So when they play the Buccaneers, that's what I'm going to be thinking about is how are they going how is this offense going to roll? Are they still going to lean 60 65 70 percent on jared goff and the rest is half-assed runs or are we going to commit to the run this is this has been the big rope-a-dope the entire season this is my this is my take on this mcbay's been, been setting this moment up for the rope but he's got he's on the ropes he's letting all these teams to throw their handmakers whatever he's waiting for monday night football the big showcase against Tom Brady, the guy he's got an extra grind for beating him in the playoffs, him and Gronk in the Super Bowl. They're going to unleash Hendu on Monday Night Football. It's going to be like a 37 carry at night for Hendu. I would. We're setting him up. I think pass, 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 and we're going to hit him with the run. I would fucking love that. I would just love also him just really just killing it with throws to Higby. Like those deep bombs to yeah. Higby. More of that, please. It was so close. It was so that was that would have been lights out game over if they connect on that pass. What I'm really looking forward to on that next that next game, and you and Joe will probably talk later in the week about uh, the the preview. But since I won't be there, and I'm I'm gonna say it right now, I like Bruce Arians a lot, except for when we play him. He's an arrogant bastard, and so I'm hoping that McVay just teabags the shit out of him this week. Please do it on national TV. Make his face even redder. Pop a couple of capillaries. Make a blood vessel burst, something. Just set him off because I want them to look miserable in their home stadium. Just I think there's a me. lot to talk on, about, Sean. Robbo. It's going to be a really exciting game, especially when you think about both teams just came off an impressive win. And both yeah. teams have had games this season where you're like, what the fuck happened with that? They almost lost to the Giants two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, a, a two-point conversion play from, from, from booting that one. So... It's it's weird. The NFC there's not one dominant NFC team. There's a lot of good ones. There's no one. There's no Pittsburgh Steelers who's undefeated. It's a lot of good teams who've had ups and downs. Let's just hope we catch them on the down. Let's catch them on the downstroke. And even if we catch them on the upstroke, we can also 
be caught on the upstroke. I just made that sound kind of filthy. But if we're both stroking upwards, <laughs> Robbo, one of us is still going to come first. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that gets your R rating right there. <laughs> what if it's an Easter egg? Um, oh, that's definitely an Easter egg. It's, it's, well, it's, I don't know, it's, 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 enjoy it the week. Troubling because sometimes in macho culture, you want to be the one that comes last. So, right. you want to be able to, you want to be able to wipe on the, on the backside and just, so what, whatever. Like Maybe we just come the most. How about that? That's, that sounds like the best way to do this. <laughs> just do the most. Drop, drop, pop the biggest level. Yeah. Call it good. Fans, all I could say right now is, We've got a lot of tough football ahead. We have one of the toughest schedules ahead. Enjoy this week. We'll worry about Monday on Monday, but right now you have a first-place team. Yeah, there's an asterisk that shows them in second, but they're tied for first. Uh, after the Dolphins game, we were all feeling terrible about it. We now have a better feeling for you know sticking it to Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and the entire crew and Pete Carroll choking on his gum on the way back to Seattle. And Enjoy pour the week. one out for Enjoy Old AW. Pour a nice glass of... Louisiana <sighs> beer. So like, get some clabber, eat a casserole, and pour one out. Yeah. Get a drive through daiquiri. Just Go to Popeyes, get yourself that chicken sandwich. Put on some Harry Connick Jr. I don't know what you do. Call call your significant other, Melissa. Just do or something to you, give the man you, you know what? love. Think He's going to be eating this week. Andrew Whitworth is going to be eating some casserole. Some casserole. His wife is going all to right. make him some casserole. Thanks for listening, everybody. We we appreciate all of you. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you if you stuck around this long, yeah, give us a comment, give us a like, give us a thumbs up, tell us we're terrible, whatever it is. 